This morning, my wife Joy and I watched footage, body cam, info on the tragedy in Nashville, where a woman identifying as a man murdered six people, three kids, three adults. As I read about this, as I watched it, as I took it in, I was angry. Not in a bad way, not in a sinful way, a just anger, a righteous anger, because this is truly wicked. Today we're going to discuss, is this crime, violence against Christians? Is it based on our beliefs? Is it based on a disjunction, an impossible fit where our culture, our society, the way it understands matrimony, human sexuality, biology, whether that will ever fit with Christianity, we know that that's not true. It will never fit. And sadly, those who take the opposite view believe that if I don't agree with their philosophy, their theology, their worldview, I'm a hateful bigot. I am a violent person. I'm a hateful person. I am drowning in bigotry. And maybe myself, my kids, my family, maybe we are to be exterminated. Let's talk about the victims. Six people, here's three of them. The lady on the left is no longer with us. She had a master's. She's trying to do the right thing. Teach kids, she's gone. The man in the center was the custodian, probably smiling at kids every day. Keeping the place safe, keeping the place clean. And the little girl is the daughter of the pastor. And I want to talk about that because I haven't seen anyone yet bring up that fact. But the nine-year-old daughter of the pastor was murdered. Precious little girl. Was it random? Now, if you watch the footage, and I got to tell you, I watched the footage, I watched two of the body cam videos, and I just had to take a break. It's a lot. I don't encourage you. It's going to take something. It's going to take something out of your out of your soul, out of your contentment to watch that. But this criminal, by the way, the police killed the shooter. This criminal was going classroom to classroom, was not killing everyone. The shooter, if you watch the footage, the shooter's hunting like an animal of prey. The shooter is looking 
for certain people, certain profile. And the pastor lost his daughter. There's been all this talk about vengeance against Christians, vengeance against conservatives. There was a manifesto that the shooter left behind. It's been taken from the police, it's been given to the or taken by the FBI. The fact that the FBI is involved means we're in a terrorist situation. What are the odds that in all the school, three of the kids that were killed, one of them was the pastor's daughter? These poor victims. Covenant is a Presbyterian school. Those babies were all, those little kids, they were baptized. I have no doubt that they're with Jesus now. But it's totally sad, and, and we need to pray for the Presbyterian pastor and his wife and all the siblings, beautiful family, been robbed of memories, vacations, wedding, all these things taken away. I want to talk about the police. Watch the body cam. I'm not going to show any of this stuff. It's just so hard to watch. I mean, when I watched the body cam footage, I watched two of the body. I just had to take like a 15 minute where it's like someone punched me in the heart and the brain a whole bunch. I just had to like catch a breath. These guys are so brave. Here's two of them. I'm getting a little choked up. Think about it. These guys are going in. They're squeezing each other's shoulders, communicating with one another, listening for the shooting, trying to go fine, fine. They rush in, run towards the shooter who's armed with looks like an AR-15, who's shooting back. They run towards the shooter, risk their lives, and kill this evil person. Mess around, find out. These guys deserve an award. They risk their life. You could say, yeah, they're just doing their job. Yeah, I know. They're doing their job. One day they're writing parking tickets, right? Another day they're full swap mode. I mean, this is, think about this. We need to pray for them too. It's a traumatic experience. Thank God they got there and prevented more killings. Now, I also just want to say here, every single school, public, private, every single school event, after hours, sporting events in America, we must demand it, must have an armed officer always present. We put armed officers outside and inside banks. Why? Because there's money in there and we value money. Why don't we value our children? If we can put an armed officer outside of a bank there should be an armed officer outside of every single school. We shouldn't have to wait 15 minutes or however long for police to show up. They should already be there all the time. This is, our, this is the next generation. These are our precious children. 
okay, so we need an officer, every single school, private, public, it should just be part of the national budget. Armed officer at the front door, policing the grounds the entire time, anytime kids are there. Two kids are there at school, after hours, study hour, police officer posted. It's gotta be. Now I wanna talk about hell. You will hear pastors, theologians, and specialists on TV saying, well, yeah, um, hell is just this ancient uh, understanding of retribution and vengeance. And we know that God is a loving God. He's like my uncle. He's like my grandfather in heaven. And he gives us lots of candy. And he would never burn anybody. That is a lie from the pit of hell. God is all loving and he sends evil people to burn in hell. Hell is one of the most common topics spoken of and preached about by Jesus Christ in the four canonical gospels. Read the apocalypse. Read the book of Revelation. Twice God casts people into hell. This is Christianity. Don't come around here and tell me, well, I'm a Christian, but I believe everybody's going to heaven. God is a loving God. No, no, no. I'm not going to show the face of this evil person who shot kids. I'm not even going to say her name. It's evil. You premeditate. You go in and you keep killing people. You're evil. God sends you to hell. Yeah, but Taylor, I mean, God, I don't want to hear any yeah, but Taylor, anything. Hell is real. God sends people to hell. You go into a school, you shoot children, you're going to hell. That's what it, that's what it is. If you don't, if you believe that somehow God just like, well, you know, Mistakes were made. That is not Jesus in the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. That is not Jesus Christ, our Lord, in the apocalypse. That is not what is taught by St. Paul, who teaches about hell and eternal damnation. So you guys got this whole weak liberal agenda that Hell is sort of like this medieval or ancient Middle Eastern concept that we've grown out of. Mm -mm. No, it's for real. Hell is for real. Now you got this other heresy going around. You hear this from Von Balthazar, Nouvelle Theologie. Even guys like Bishop Barron, famous as he is, he teaches this heresy. Dare we hope that all men be saved? They say, well, we can't say that everybody goes to heaven because clearly the Bible doesn't teach that. But instead, we are going to dare. We are going to have the audacity to hope that all people are saved. That's heresy. That's not in the Bible. That's just liberal 
positivism after World War II that's been pushed into some kind of woke, broken Christian theology that is just not, it's, it's nowhere in the sacred scripture. And I honestly think the people who teach it and talk about it are really just kind of trying to entertain and appease their audience. How can they even really believe that? Do you believe that today, Tuesday, March 28th, Bishop Barron is sitting somewhere saying, man, I really hope that that Nashville trans shooter is in heaven right now. Really hope that. Sitting around hoping for that. No. If you do not believe in Jesus, repent of your sins, and attempt to amend your life, you are not going to be saved. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He didn't say, well, then check the footnote for a bunch of liberal 1950s, 60s, 70s, and 80s theologians who are going to make what I just say not mean what I just said. Now, Jesus loves everyone. Jesus Christ, our Lord, died for everyone, including the trans shooter. God's love is infinite. But based on our response, we end up ultimately either in heaven or in hell forever. And there's a synergy going on there. God doesn't unconditionally predestine some people to end up in heaven and some people to go to hell and then just create like a movie that he watches. He elicits in a response from human persons based on free will. And if you take your free will, and you're like, you know what? I'm going to go kill a bunch of kids. And then the police come and shoot you. You go to hell. All right. That's just what it is. This whole woke theology that there are no consequences in this life and there are no consequences in the life to come. That's just lies from the devil. Lies from the devil. And even last week, Pope Francis out there saying hell is not a place, downplaying the reality that if you rebel against God, you serve Satan, you identify with evil, you will go to hell. Jesus, you're talking a lot about this fire and brimstone. That's because it's in the Bible. I don't want to go to a church where they talk about fire and brimstone. Well, then you don't want to go to church. You don't want to go to heaven either because that is the plan of he who created heaven and earth. God had to create a place of torment and punishment because of free will. There it is. So, we need to teach our kids, ourselves, our families, look, God put us here in this life with a free will to decide, do I want to love God and love my neighbor as myself, or do I want to hate God and hate my neighbor and hate myself? This person, 
born biological woman identified as male. We're going to get to that in a little bit when I talk about testosterone, hormones, mental health. This person, the shooter, went to this school, was an alumna of this school. Knew the hallways, probably knew the faculty, knew people there, probably knew the pastor. Hence, hunting down and shooting the daughter. Hated God, hated her neighbor, and likely hated herself. You say, well, I believe that God put me in a wrong body. That means either God doesn't exist or God is evil. Why would God put you in the wrong body? What kind of a messed up God is that? God put me in a wrong body. That's a pretty bad God. If I, there is no way that I could be an advocate of the transgender movement and say, I believe in God. How could you believe that God created you as a female and put a made you a male and put you in a female body? How? That's an evil God, if that's what you really believe. We Christians, we Catholics need to start being a little more blunt, a little more philosophical, a little more, well, if you're saying that you were born a woman, but you're really a man, that means that you believe God is evil. talk about testosterone. One of the things that people don't like to talk about is when people are transitioning, they're injecting themselves. They're taking exogenous hormones. Whether you're a man or a woman watching this, remember back to when you were 12 13, 14, 15, and 16. It's a rough time. It's a rough time. Your body changes. The way you think changes. Your voice, body hair, all kinds of things are happening. And I'm just going to speak as a man right now. Can I do that in America in 2020? Can I speak as a man or am I going to be... I'm going, to be a, I'm going to be a white man here and people are going to hate me. Oh, well. When I was a young man, beginning around fourth and fifth grade, there was suddenly a violent, antagonistic pecking order that emerged in my group of friends. Yeah, there's always been, you know, favorites or who's coolest, but suddenly around that time, things got a little bit violent. You know why? Because we all started getting testosterone, started coming on. Suddenly, girls, we noticed in a different way. Suddenly, it wasn't just like, hey, Give me that toy. No, it's my toy. Suddenly, it was on the playground or after school. 
with somebody getting their nose punched in. I remember, I think I was in fifth grade, getting in a fight with my good friend. We even carpooled to school together. Got in some fight. I don't know what happened. I know what happened at the end of it is I had a bloody nose. And I don't want to be, even though I'm a fifth grader, I don't want to cry or look sad in front of my friend. So I go to the school where no one can see me, and back inside the school. And I got a bloody nose coming now. And I'm st- now that I'm away from everybody, I can cry a little bit. And a teacher sees me. I'm so embarrassed. Teacher sees me. Taylor, what's going on? What, we got a bloody nose. What's going on? You know, oh, I got no, yeah, I got a, I'm not crying. I got a bloody, uh, I got in a fight. Who'd you get in a fight with? Harrison? Where, uh, you know, and back then, this was the 80s. He didn't get expelled. I didn't get expelled. This was just boys being boys and they rough each other up. Next year, sixth grade, I'm in middle school. There was this guy. He was a bully. And there was this one guy who's kind of a nerd dork and we were in health class. And this bully, every time the teacher leaves, who was the coach, right? The coach always teaching health. Maybe a bad idea. Every time the coach leaves, this bully is making fun of this nerdy guy. For some reason, just made me really mad. Probably because I had testosterone in my blood. I'm in sixth grade. After class is over, we're walking, walking out of the door, and I just tap that bully on the shoulder, and I just right hook him in the face, knock him down. He jumps up. There's a big fight. Coach comes out, breaks it up, go to the office. I didn't get in trouble. I didn't get written up. I didn't get suspended. Man, this was the 80s. There's the whole idea. Why am I telling you these stories? This whole idea that as young men start to have testosterone coursing through their veins, there is a level of violence that emerges. Fortunately, there's your dad, Coach Cox, other men around who are overseeing, moderating it. And what happens is Joe Rogan talks about this. And I was talking to uh, Jack Posobiec earlier today about this. What happens is, As you go through puberty as a man and you experience testosterone and you experience sexual attraction for women and also more aggression, you learn what is socially acceptable in civilization for your aggression and your libido. Part of the natural progress of becoming a man is understanding how to harness for good and restrict those emotions, that energy that comes out that when you're 12 or 13, you don't understand. Now, why am I talking about this? Well, there's a bunch of doctors out there right now that thinks we can just start injecting this stuff into people and it's gonna, there's gonna be no, no problem. Don't you remember what it was like 11, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16? I had my father. I had coaches. I had friends. I had pastors. This whole situation. And there was fights going on. And bloody noses happening. And during that whole time, I eventually learned how to be a man. Now, how are you going to inject that into, I don't know how old this shooter was, but we'll just say a grown woman 
she suddenly, it's not just you get a mustache and a beard when you get testosterone. All this other stuff happens. How, how is everything that I just explained that I went through from 11 to 16 or even beyond, how does that whole cultural, societal, which is thousands of years old, coming of age model happen when you just stick a needle in a person, a woman, and start injecting massive amounts of testosterone? Who thought that was a good idea? Okay, and let's talk about puberty blockers, and let's talk about estrogen, and let's talk about progesterone. And then let's talk about mutilations and cuttings and knives and reconstructive surgery. This is all crazy. Puberty was already difficult. And we had societal norms and role models and people to help guide us into manhood and womanhood. It's not just a needle that gets injected into you and you become a man. You can never become a man. God didn't make you a man. You were a woman. You are a woman. Now I want to talk about theology. By the way, do you agree with me? Am I crazy? Let me go into the live chats here. Am I ranting or am I crazy right now? How many of you, especially the men watching, how many of you identify with what I just explained? Don't you agree around fourth, fifth, sixth grade, suddenly fists started being thrown? Bloody noses, black eyes. And, you know, that kind of confusion and violence and aggression, it had to be tempered. Part of that's done at church. Part of that's done by dad and family. Part of that's done by mom. Part of that's done by siblings. It's a system. You see, we believe in the traditional family. Not Adam and Steve, Adam and Eve. Because it takes a traditional family to rightly form a human person. And it's, you know, I don't want to get all Hillary Clinton on you like it takes a village. But it does take, there is a culture. So you guys out there, men, how many of you would totally identify with what I'm talking about? Here's uh, Bjorn. He says, you are right and identify with what you're saying. Exactly. Exactly. Everybody's saying, agreed. Here's Teresa. Yes, raised four boys. Exactly. If you're a mom... Out there, and you've got a boy over 13, you know exactly what I'm talking about. My boys are sweet mama boys. They love their mama. And then sometime around 11 or 12, they start talking back. Oh, they're Mr. Macho Man. Walking around the house like they're the alpha male, like they're going to take everybody down. It's like, no, you're not. Remember I had Father Dave Nix on the show, and we were talking about why is it that Catholic men nowadays have so many disagreements. Father Dave Nix said it's because the papacy and the hierarchy and the bishops and the priests are in a bad shape. So there is no leadership for theology, morals, liturgy, whatever. And he made the comparison that when you take horses, 
put a bunch of male horses in a stable together. If there is no alpha male, these are all juvenile horses, the horses will constantly bite each other and fight. If you put an alpha male in the stable, the stable becomes more peaceful because a hierarchy develops. Same thing happened when they brought elephants, or was it either elephants or rhinoceri to a reserve? They brought females in, and then they brought juvenile male, I think it was elephants, juvenile male elephants into the park. The juvenile male elephants were ripping up stuff, attacking the women. They realized what's going on here. Why, why, is, why are the juvenile males going totally bonkers? And then they realized, oh, we need an alpha male. They bring in an alpha male elephant. He busts up. The juvenile males fights them, shows them that they're weaker, that they're not all that, and then they fall in line. And you have a more peaceful society. It's the same thing with the humans. This is why it's a fact that if children, boy or girl, do not have a father, they do not do as well. You may be a single mom out there and that may sting your heart and it hurts. But we know it's true. You say, well, what do we do? The best thing you can do, number one, is you get positive male role models in those children's lives. A good uncle, a good grandpa, a good friend, maybe uh, a uh, father of a of your kid's friends is a positive guy, but they got to be there. You got to have positive male enforcement. Linnaeus says the alpha males in some places are the most calm, but they keep peace in their pack. Exactly. And this, by the way, is true masculinity and true patriarchy. It's not a bunch of frat guys getting drunk and having fights. True masculinity and true patriarchy is the man who can harness all of that aggression, libido, strength, power, daring, and can harness it for sacrifice. That's what patriarchy is. Patriarchy is taking the power of the masculine and sublimating it to sacrifice for the sake of love. That's it. That is Jesus on the cross. That is chivalry. Good comment, Linnea. Very good. See, I got my audience is the brightest and most well-spoken on all of YouTube. That's why I like to take questions because y'all are solid. Looking at some more comments here. It is the parents' fault not taking their children to church. They don't know Jesus at all. Well, let's think. I mean, I don't know the shooter, but they went to a Christian school. The problem is, is you go to a Christian school, you learn about God, you learn about Jesus, you learn about the Bible, and then you get brought into this woke mentality where people say, if someone doesn't use your preferred pronouns, they hate you and want you to die. 
That's what these people are taught. Now look, I'm a Catholic. If I meet a Lutheran and they're like, Taylor, you're wrong. We are justified by faith alone. Imputed righteousness. I'm like, no. We're justified by faith and works formed by charity. No, we're justified by faith alone. I'm going to say, I disagree with you. Your theology is wrong. It's heretical. It's bad. I don't hate the person. I don't want to kill the person. I don't want to fight the person. I don't want to go and destroy a Lutheran school. I can disagree with you, and I can still even like you. Would you believe that me, Taylor Marshall, has friends and associates and cooperates with people who are Protestant, atheist, agnostic, Jewish? Yes. Because if I truly love you, I love your good. And what is your greatest good? That you go to heaven. How do I get you to go to heaven? Loving and accepting and believing in Jesus Christ and the plan that he revealed. The one true church, the true sacraments, all these things. So I want that for you. But these other people, if you do not conform to their worldview all the time and always say whatever pronoun they made up, you are evil, you are bad, you must be stopped, you must be in prison, you must lose your job, you must lose your business, you must go on a federal watch list, you must lose your scholarship. That's the way these people think. It's the woke agenda. Where disagreeing with people means you hate people, which is ridiculous. I don't believe that two dudes can get married. I don't even believe two dudes can really have sex because God designed sex. And he designed it in such a way that he created two sexes, man and woman, Adam and Eve. And their anatomy fits together in such a way so as to procreate a human baby. God did not design things or permit things or consecrate things or hallow things that were not sexually ordered in that way. So I don't believe the two dudes, Adam and Steve, can get married. That's my belief as a Christian, as a Catholic, as one who believes the Bible. If you come to me and say, hey, you have to believe in our marriage, I'll say, no, I don't. You can't make me believe something against my theology and against my conscience. You must or you go to jail. It's the Inquisition out there by these people. The woke agenda is worse than the Inquisition. Someone comes up to me and says, you have to use these pronouns. Like, well, it's against the way I learned English and it's against my theology. Well, you have to, or you hate me and you're going to go to jail or you're going to lose your job. We're going to cancel you. you go, okay, 
then I want you, every time you meet me, to say, Jesus Christ is Lord. How about we make that exchange? If you want me to accept your religion, your belief system, the way you understand marriage and pronouns, how about you always have to acknowledge certain metaphysical truths that I hold dear, that Jesus is the Messiah, he's the Son of God, and he rose from the dead. Say that right now or you get canceled. Inconsistent, isn't it? Totally inconsistent. Do y'all agree with me? Why do they get to impose their beliefs on us and make us in public acknowledge their belief system? When if we said, well, I want you to acknowledge my belief system, they would freak out. And this leads to the murder of these six people. Was it anti-Christian? I already said, FBI, this person, biological woman who identified as a man, wrote a manifesto. No one's seen the manifesto. The police have seen the manifesto. The FBI confiscated the manifesto. Why? What's in the manifesto? What does it say? Is it related to the recent law, the recent legislation regarding trans? Is it in response to the April 1st call for a day of vengeance? Yes, posted all over Twitter, all over social media. That community is planning a day of vengeance. Wow, okay, so you wanted a day of vengeance and then went in and killed. Not just any kids, not just kids at a public school, kids at a Christian school, covenant Christian school. And of all the kids in there, as this demonic shooter was hunting down the hallways, looking into classrooms, looking into classrooms, the daughter of the pastor, this beautiful girl, was murdered. I believe, given that fact, it's either totally random, but I believe, given that fact, this was an anti-Christian crime because ultimately that movement understands that God and trans don't fit. Doesn't work. Ultimately, they know, for them, it's a war. It's a war. You can't say God is good, God loves us, and God put me in the wrong body. Ultimately, that's the problem. And so they, they see this as, how do I put this? This shooter person, I don't know them. But this shooter person is coming into a school with guns. They're coming in and they're thinking, this community, Christian people are attacking us and our kids, 
even though they can't have kids, but they think of all the, the youth that belong to that. They're making our kids feel bad, so we're going to make your kids feel bad. And given this person, I don't know their, their medical prescription situation, probably pumped up on a bunch of testosterone, growing a mustache and a beard for the first time, experiencing levels of aggression that I began to experience as a young man in fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, and then learning over time, like, man, we males got to sublimate this to civilization because if we don't figure out how to get along with all of our testosterone, power, and strength, it's going to get real wild out West. It's going to get real wild. We we guys got to figure this out. Can we put together a social contract a covenant, community, an election, something. We got to figure this out because if the male aggression just keeps going at this level and continues to advance, everybody is dead. But if you're a socially awkward trans gamer watching anime all day dyeing your hair rainbows and all that you got no dad maybe no mom and then some woke doctors injecting you with artificial hormones testosterone and just being like have a good day go back into your gamer chamber yeah these people are going to be messed up it's going to be real messed up. All right, we're going to go into some Q&A now, comments. Uh, I'd be happy to take your comments and questions. Let's talk about it. Here's what we talked about today is that you can kind of want to stay on topic today. First of all, we talked about the victims, how the pastor's daughter seems to have been hunted down. Two, how brave the police were and how we need a police officer armed with a gun at every single private and public school in America, in the world. Hell exists. Don't be coming to me. As a lispy little Jesuit, I don't know. I just don't think hell exists because um, I'm a really loving, friendly guy, and God must be just like as loving and friendly as me. And uh, I just want to give everybody hugs, and so does God. Okay, that's one topic. That's totally bogus and heretical. Uh, The reality of testosterone, adolescence, and puberty. I know you guys are identifying with what I talked about there. It's real. And it takes a mom and a dad and siblings and a church and a school and mentors to properly develop through adolescence. You know, sitting around sitting around at home, gaming by yourself, playing Pokemon, watching anime, you're screwed, you're messed up. And then the, the last thing we talked about, is this an anti-Christian attack? Okay. All right, let's hear from y'all going into the comments. And if you do a question, make sure you use a question mark because there's uh, almost 1,300 people live right now and it goes real fast. And I'm just looking for question marks. That's how my eyes work. Here's a comment from Patrick Flesher. I learned how to be a man by watching my dad. I don't know how else anyone will learn what it means to be a man. Exactly. You got all these hormones... So your libido is through the roof, your aggression, your angst is through the roof, 
And you need a dad. You need a male influence to say, hey, don't talk to your mother like that. Boy, that's not how you talk to your sister, your mom. Or what did you say to your coach or whatever, you know? Or to have the talk with you about chastity, right? Controlling your libido, not giving in to your libido. Man, the key player in all that is your dad. That's why dads are so important. How on earth could he, she got in? Okay, we're just going to say biological woman here, all right? No control measures allowed in. I suspect all planned. I, I don't know if I want to jump to this was all planned. I don't know if I want to jump to that, but uh, we definitely need to have armed security at every single school. What are your thoughts on putting kids in school given the uptick of violence? I got to tell you, today of the last 365 days of the year, Today, I've been thinking about, man, homeschool. Okay, after work today, I'm going to go talk to Joy. We're going to talk about homeschool. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. You read the story, you watch the body cam footage, and you're like, man, I don't want to drop my kids off at school ever again. Now, fortunately, there's armed guards, people with guns where my kids are, but still. Blaine, would you agree feminism is behind much of the structure of the family? Absolutely. Feminism is anti-family. Feminism says, hey, woman, go work in a cubicle. Go be a lawyer. Go be an executive. And then drop your kids off with strangers. What? What? The, the highest, listen, the greatest human saint of all time is the Blessed Virgin Mary. Her glory derives from the fact that she is the mother of Jesus, and it wasn't just a biological function. She was truly the mother present to Jesus. The greatest saint is the greatest saint because of motherhood. And then you have a whole culture come in and say motherhood is lame, motherhood is dumb. Let's make fun of motherhood. What you really need to do is go work at a store or work yourself up the corporate ladder while you neglect motherhood back home. Now, I'm not talking about a woman who has to work because for whatever reason that's required, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a culture, a teaching that says you could stay at home with your kids and be a mother to them, but instead you're choosing to go and pursue a career path. That is evil. No. And there's probably some women on here who are really mad at me right now and I'm sorry. Nina says, if my children were young, I'd be homeschooling. They are being indoctrinated by woke culture. Yeah, it's so, so difficult. I think we all need to rethink right now what we're going to do with our precious children. And by the way, you might say, well, I'm going to send my kids to Catholic school. Some of these Catholic schools are woke. They are so woke. Some of the, I know, I know someone who was a teacher at a Catholic school. They straight up fly the LMNOPLGBT flag outside the Catholic school. 
with the priest's permission. Wokeness. Rokio says, God does not make mistakes. If anything, it's all the GMO and other additives, contraception, et cetera, that may be distorting our children. Don't forget evil exists. Yeah, evil exists. And then we have to also remember and recall what it means to be human. You know what? When, from the time that I was born until the time that I had a car, so 16-ish years, I was playing outside every single day. I got home at 3, 3.30 from school and I was outside with my friends. I was skateboarding. I was riding bikes. I was catching turtles. I was catching, catching crawdads. I was playing basketball. I was playing baseball in the cul-de-sac till it got dark or until my mom literally had a dinner bell. And I would hear the ding, 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 ding. And I'd be like, oh man, I've been playing for four hours. I'm hungry. And I would run home barefoot and wash my hands and wash, wash up and go to dinner. That was childhood, man. That was the 80s. That was awesome. We ate real food, played in the sunshine, walked around in creeks barefoot. Everybody now talks about grounding and all that. We were doing that just naturally, just great. And I think all... All these people now, they're eating all these preservatives, all these additives, all these seed oils. Oh, great. Here goes Dr. Marshall off on seed oils again. Yes, the seed oils, the preservatives, and then let's throw in all the prescriptions, all the pills, the contraception, the SSRIs, all this stuff's got us totally out of whack. We're not getting vitamin D from the sun. We're not getting pure grains as God made them. We're not getting fruits and vegetables as God made them unless you have to buy organic, and even then you got to check on it. We're not getting fermented foods. We're not getting grass-fed animals. We're getting all this junk. Yeah, it's messed us up. Oh, and then instead of kids going outside and playing basketball and baseball and catch and with their dad, they're inside watching anime or playing their gamers sitting in a dark room staring at a screen you weren't made to be that way for the past thousands and thousands of years people are outside barbecuing laughing eating watermelon throwing balls around having fun yeah, we got to remember how to be human again. Part of being traditional, you know, I'm always talking about being traditional. Part of it, yeah, it's about traditional liturgy, traditional devotions, traditional um, prayers. Also just being a traditional human, eating the traditional food, doing the traditional customs of playing outside, friendships, pace of life. Am I such a curmudgeon? Have I turned into such a curmudgeon? Tomorrow I turn 45. Tomorrow is my 45th birthday. Am I a curmudgeon? Am I backward? Am I, am I now the old man 
lamenting the youth. Am I a curmudgeon? Video games and anime? Let me know. Pray for me too. Tomorrow is 45. 45 years old. Joshua says, what are your thoughts on tattoos? I don't have any, and I never will. Um, tattoos, I don't think it's sinful per se, but it's imprudent. And people say, well, what if I get a Christian tattoo? Whatever. It's like, well, at the resurrection of the body, when Jesus resurrects you at the end of time in your body, are you going to have your tattoos on you? They'll say, well, no. And I was like, that means Jesus doesn't want the tattoos on you. So don't get them in the first place. Also, I don't put bumper stickers on Lamborghinis. This is my Lamborghini right here. It may be 45 years old, but I'm not going to put bumper stickers on the Lamborghini because when I, was, when I was 16 or 17, what I really wanted, I told my parents, when I'm 18, I'm getting a tattoo. Okay, what are you going to get? On my pec, on my chest, this is when I was 16. I want to get the sun and the moon connected. I thought that was really cool. It's kind of like tribal. This is like the 90s, mid-90s. I want to get this like tribal. Dude, I was like talking like, um, what's his name? The guy who's in John Wick. I'm like, dude, I want to get like the sun and the moon. It's going to be like tribal, bro. It's going to look sweet. Can you imagine that if I'm 45 years old? Taylor Marshall walking around with some tribal moon and sun on my left chest. I look like an idiot at the pool with the dads. Thank be to God I didn't get a tattoo when I was young. Imprudent. Most of the stuff that you think is cool, oh, I'm going to put this bumper sticker on my Lamborghini when you're 18, is not going to be a cool bumper sticker when you're 45 like me. You're going to be like, man, I can't even get this stupid bumper sticker off. Tattoos, imprudent, not a good idea. Thanks for the super chat from Carlos. Appreciate that. Lots of happy birthday wishes. Thank you. Please pray for me. 45 years old. I'm the total curmudgeon now. Grumpy curmudgeon. No tattoos, no anime. Christopher says, I agree. One of my five boys growing up. One of five boys growing up, it was rough and tumble. You know what I'm talking about. I got four sons. Four sons. One's 20. Two are teenagers. And uh, one is a tween. So I'm in the thick of it. But guess what? I got to be the dad. I got to be like, boys, stop that. What did you just say? Don't talk to your mother like that. Boy, you know better. I didn't teach you that. That's that's part of the game right there. That's how it's got to be. Someone wrote this super chat. I don't know what it means, Sharon. You got me confused. Lemon character jumping in excitement with his heart being out of his chest. I have no idea what that is. Is that a tattoo? Derek, any advice for someone starting to convert to the faith? Yes, make sure you pray every day and do penance. Tell 
two turtles. I got a Mighty Mouse tattoo when I turned 45. Oof. Daniel, my buddy Daniel, editor, curmudgeons unite. Amen and amen. Laura, you're a year older. I wish my childhood was more active than it was raised in the early 2000s and 2010s. It's okay. Start now. Go outside. Walk around with your shirt off. Chase a turtle. The other day I walked around in a creek with my daughter with my shoes off. Mud between my toes. Sun on my face. Holding her hand. It was human. It was real. It was not synthetic. Michael says, I love Dr. Marshall's father acting. Look, Michael, it's not an act. It's for real. That's for real. Ask my sons. Don't ask my sons. You'll find out too much info. Like, man, dad, he goes off sometimes. Blaine, stay salty. I will. Birthday wishes coming in. Thank you. Taylor is softening, entering grandpa age. I'd pause it. Hey, now, I ain't no grandpa yet. I ain't no grandpa yet. Give me a few years. Maybe not five more years, I'll be a grandpa. Yellow Roses says, my husband and I just started mountain biking. It's been great. Exactly. You guys got to get out there. I talk to guys that are young, like, I got mental health issues. I got mental health issues. I'm like, well, when was the last time you picked up a barbell? Never. When was the last time you ran a mile? Eighth grade. When was the last time you spent three hours outside? I don't know. I'm kind of like a gamer. When was the last time you ate a steak? I'm a vegan. It's like, man, this guy's got problems. You know, maybe go lift something heavy, run fast. Do some martial arts, some jiu-jitsu, grappling, wrestling. Go eat a grass-fed steak. I can't afford that. Don't tell me you can't afford that. You spend $12 at In-N-Out. You got to try. See, I think back in the day, like 80s and before, a lot of this stuff was like more natural, like it was just part of culture. Now you have to actually try. And say, well, I got to find good food, eat good food, get out, sign, burn off some energy, etc. Carlos says, Our Lady foretold that the final battle will be raged against the holy matrimony and on the family. We can see it being, being unfolded so clearly now. Exactly. The attack on the family is attack on culture and civilization you take away the logos you see jesus christ is the logos logos is greek for word the word of god john 1 in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god the word is jesus the logos you, logos means rationality it's where we get the word logic it's the order it's the template it's the pattern of all creation because god the father created the entire created universe through the logos, through God the Son, through Jesus. If you start removing logos from your thoughts, in your family, in your culture, 
in your biology, in your stomach, in your libido. You remove the logos from everything, you get chaos, total chaos. Logos, chaos. The more you get to logos, the more orderly and holy things are. The more you get over to chaos, the more sinful, black, and confusing things get. It's an abyss. It's just completely amorphous. Nothing there. Can't see anything. It's blindness. Good comment, Carlos. Candy. Such an encouraging video. I was afraid I would finish this video feeling down because of subject matter, but I feel so encouraged to do better and be better. Be the change. Candy, I love your, your veil going on there. I love that you have a baby. I love that there's candles in the background. Everything about this picture of Candy says winning the culture war. So thank you, Candy. That is beautiful. And of course, yes, be the change. If you don't want schools to be shot up, love your kids. Call your kids. Give your kids a hug when they come home from school. Say, hey, let's have a healthy snack. Let's have a healthy dinner. Let's cook together. Oh, here's some seed oils, mom. Nope, seed oils go in the trash. Let's cook with grass-fed organic butter tonight. Real olive oil, not fake olive oil. Real extra virgin olive oil. Let's get crazy and let's cook with tallow like our great-grandparents did. Let's pray the rosary together. Let's walk outside. Be the change and you will be happier. Talk to these people. Oh, I'm so depressed and so discouraged. Get out of your house. Everybody went crazier in COVID because they were stuck in their house. You need sunlight. You need laughter. You need friendship. You need encouragement. If this tragedy teaches us anything, it's going to have to teach us how do we become families again? How do we become disciples of Jesus Christ? How do we conform to the logos? Got Linnea here. I just, Linnea's hitting butter, Irish butter. It's all I eat, girl. It's all I eat. You know that's what's in the fridge, right? Kerrygold, Irish butter, grass fed. Nina's rocking in here. She's saying 20 hugs a day for healthy emotional well-being. Amen. Let's all give, give hugs today. Himalayan sea salt. Do not use regular table salt. All I use, Christopher, right back there in the cupboard, all you're going to find is pink sea salt. That's it. Because I want to live a traditional human life with traditional food. Raw milk. Man, we're getting, dude, the chat just woke up. See, I told you my audience is the most based, most educated, and most insightful in the world because y'all already know about Himalayan sea salt or Redmond sea salt. I like that. You guys already know about grass-fed Irish butter. You guys already know the Kerrygold secret. You guys already know about raw milk. You guys are based, based on tradition. Oh, Angel Tobit bringing in organic New Zealand butter is good too. I haven't had that bucket list. Maybe for my birthday, I can get some of that. Yeah, 
Yeah, when I say st stay salty at the end of a show, I'm talking about sea salt. But not sea salt from the ocean. Because see, the salt they take from the ocean has microplastics in it. That's not good. You want to get sea salt from the Himalayans or from Redmond, which is in Colorado, I think. Because during a flood event, Noah's flood likely, salt was deposited in high places. And it's been there ever since. So you get that salt. That salt's never touched the ocean, which has petroil and microplastics in it. So you don't want your table salt to have petroil and my microplastics in it. So you find sea salt that was deposited up high where it's never touched modern oceans. That's why I use Redmond salt or use Himalayan sea salt because it's in the Himalayans and it's not in contact with the dirty ocean. All right. That's why you want that kind of salt. Getting base today, getting off track. Here's Suzanne. She knows. Yep. Angela knows. Redmond Salt. This somehow turned into a commercial for salt. Don't do seed oils. That's probably number one. People have mentioned over the past 12 months how my face has changed. If you look at old videos, my face is different. And the main difference is. I don't eat seed oils or I try not to. It gets into your diet, especially if you go to a restaurant. It's really hard. But I've cut out seed oils and my inflammation, my pain in this knuckle. I always had pain in this knuckle from jiu-jitsu. I was, I was wrestling, grappling with a black belt, and I got my finger caught in his gi, and it messed this knuckle up. Um, but this finger, today it has a little bit of sensitivity. But for the most part, the pain and the inflammation in that knuckle went away when I stopped eating seed oils. And I think it went away from my whole body. Um, so it's important. I've also stopped drinking alcohol, which has, uh, I think, been good for me as well. All right, I'm going to take a couple more questions. And uh, we'll say goodbye. Miguel says, what can we do to protect our church? Very good. I did a video with Joey Olivo. He's actually in the chat today, I think, uh, on my YouTube channel. Go to Dr. Taylor Marshall, Protect Church, and you'll find a video, and we go through how you protect a church. It's very important. Every single school and church needs to have these measures in place. And do it now before it's too late. I'm glad you brought that up. Suggestion, make a video about traditional nutrition or how to grow organic, organic food with some experts. Uh, I don't know. It's not really my genre. There's like a thousand YouTube video uh, channels on that. Here's Joey. Yep. Go see the interview he and I did about how to protect a church. Joey says, friends, hit that thumbs up. Helps with the algorithm. That's right. Please like the video. Please share it on Facebook. And if you're new... You want to subscribe. Make sure you are subscribed and hit the bell. Mm. Damien says, I did discover I'm theist, united with everybody believe in God. I'm monotheist, united with everybody who believe in one God. I'm Christian, united with everyone who believe in Christ. I'm Catholic. Cool. All right. That's a wrap. I'm going to encourage everybody. Um, especially if you want to learn about how God is all loving, but he's also a just God. He's also wrathful. If you want your mind to be completely blown, 
read my latest book, Antichrist and Apocalypse. It's a line-by-line commentary, the book of Revelation. If you want, there's an audible version. If you want a signed copy, go right there to patreon.com forward slash dr. Taylor Marshall, and I'll send you a signed autograph. There's a different levels on there. You got to look and make sure you get the right level. Also, um, if you want to take online courses with me, go through the entire Old Testament and New Testament. Go to nsti.com. That's New St. Thomas Institute. I got a whole course on the New Testament, a whole course on the Old Testament, and I'm starting a new course on apocalyptic studies. We're studying the book of Revelation, private revelation, the book of Enoch, intertestamental literature, all apocalyptic literature. If you want to get that and more, including my course on the traditional Latin mass, go to nsti.com. Sign up. You won't regret it. We have tons of students in over 50 countries. Our retention rate is 93%. People love NSTI, New St. Thomas Institute. Go there today and sign up while there's still room, nsti.com. All right, friends, tomorrow is my birthday, March 29th. Will you say a prayer for me? Maybe a decade for me? I would appreciate that. I would really appreciate it. Of course, also make sure you like and subscribe. I already said that, didn't I? Yep, I already said that. All right. Remember, our Lord Jesus Christ says, you're the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. God bless. Godspeed, and watch the next video.